0: Turn with me to 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter. For a couple of weeks now, we've been on the subject of fighting the good fight. Yes. Come on, put up your dukes. Yes. Fighting the good fight of faith. Yes,
1: sir.
0: Is there a good fight yes. of faith? Yes. Are you going to have to do some fighting yes. in this life? Yes. You know, to hear some people talk, there's no need for us to fight. No need for us to do anything. And there's actually a perversion of some ideas about grace. That the Lord's done everything and so we don't do anything. We don't need to do anything ever. Well, that's just not true. He has done everything in providing for us obtaining for us everything we need and will ever need. It is done. It is bought and paid for. But what has been provided by grace has to be possessed by faith. And when you go to get it, that's when you're going to run into a fight. The perfect example is that God gave to his covenant people Israel the promised land. And he said, I have given it to you. Have you read those verses? I have. None of them going to. This is before they ever set foot in it. He said, I have given you the land. Then he said, go up and possess it. They couldn't say it wasn't theirs. God's already given it to them. But they're not in it. They're not enjoying it at all. And when they went to get it, What did they run into? Great big old hairy giants. Is that right? Great big hairy problems. Walled cities. Iron chariots. Great big giant fighting men. And they got a revelation. That what God has given us. Yeah, he gave it to us. But we're going to have to fight these dudes to get it. It wasn't God trying to hold them out. It was the enemy. And the same is true today. Everything that has been bought and provided by Jesus and given to us by grace is ours. We should enjoy it. We should live in it. We should experience it. But when you go to pick it up, when you go to take delivery you're going to find a great big hairy devil sitting on top of it. And he's going to say, no, you can't have this. You're never going to get this. And that's when you're going to have to, come on, are y'all listen to me? You're, going to have you're not fighting God. You're not trying to get God to do it. It's already bought and paid for. But you're going to have to fight the good fight of faith to lay hold of it. Hallelujah. And experience it in this life. Now, First uh, Timothy 6, First Timothy 6 and 12 says, fight. If the Bible says fight, what you going to have to do? Fight. fight. <laughs> I've actually had people tell me years ago, but I don't want to fight. <laughs> I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. But well, I don't want to fight. Well, be defeated then. That's the only other option you got. No? When the Bible says fight? I say when the Bible says fight. Come on, help me out. What are you going to have to do? Fight. It's something that a whole lot of people, they like to fight as long as it's their spouse or with somebody on the job or somebody at church. Oh, yeah. They want to get in some kind of scuffle all the time. But when it comes to fighting the enemy and fighting that kind of thing, I okay. can't. fight the good fight of faith. Say it out loud. Fight Fight. the good fight fight of faith. faith. Now these next two words tell you how you do it. Lay hold. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold. That word lay hold if you look it up in other verses it means seize It means to take. It means, we'd probably say, grab. Grab. Like grabbing a hold of somebody. The same word is used like they would grab a hold of somebody to arrest them. Do you need to grab a hold of some things? Eternal life. Now, eternal life doesn't just mean living forever. We have eternal life in us right now. Don't we? And that life of God is supposed to affect every area of our existence here and in in the world to come. The life of God is supposed to affect your spirit, your mind, your soul, your body. Can the life of God be manifested in your flesh? Yes. Yes, it can. You can be quickened. And the life of God can be manifested, eternal life can be manifested in your finances and on the job and with your family, your spouse, your friends, your kids, your grandkids. But in order to experience it and enjoy it, you'll have to lay hold of it. And when you go to lay hold of it, that's what I meant while I go by picking it up. When you go to lay hold of it, you're going to encounter some resistance. I know your flesh don't want to hear that, but that's just how it is. I wish that we never encountered any resistance. But. There's no need wishing it. We're in this world. It's full of the curse, devils, and crazy people. (laughs) And you know, I'd like to think that Phyllis and I are just going to say, we're going to serve God. We're going to do everything he told us to do. Here we go. And everybody far and near went, yay. (laughs) Let's help them do it. <laughs> that would be so nice. <laughs> but that's just not reality. We got a lot of people. I'm looking at some of them that are with us.
1: Yeah, right. Hallelujah. Yeah, yes, sir. We got some folks that
0: are with us to the end. Yes, yeah. I believe I'm looking at yes, them.
1: Sir. Yes.
0: But that's not the whole world.
1: No.
0: Not even everybody in Branson. <laughs> And, you you know, we've gotten what I call ugly grams. (laughs) People letting you know they're not with you. (laughs) What's the point in that, right? (laughs) If you're not with us, just don't be with us. You don't need to tell us about it, right? But they just want to make sure you know how much they are not with you. (laughs) And you can encounter resistance. You know, you go to do something. Do you imagine that building these churches and the Word Production Center and getting the Word out for free and all these things, that we never encountered any resistance? We just don't tell you about all of it. Because that would be glorifying the enemy. And if he's able to provide some serious, you know, level of resistance, you just get into some serious faith. Is that right? And you just persevere. And and either the Lord told you to do it or he didn't. And if he did, we're in this thing until. Right? And just because we encounter a few bumps and a few naysayers and a few folks that say it can't happen here, it's not going to happen. We've heard that many times. No, no, no. You can't do that here. I've had preachers tell me, you can't have a church of any size in Branson. They told me that. They said, no, you can't. you can't. You cannot. You're trying to have a big church in Branson. Not going to happen. <laughs> and another thing, you can't have service on Friday night. doesn't work. <laughs> I was told that. Other people have tried it. <laughs> you know, what if I'd said, okay. I reckon so. Forget Branson. Draw a line through Branson. (laughs) Ain't going to work there. Friday night? Guess not. All right. We'll try Wednesday. (laughs) Will you encounter some resistance? Will you encounter some naysayers? And in order to get through that resistance, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight it. You can't just lay down and quit, you're going to have to say, no, I don't care. I don't know what the Lord told them. And I don't know what he told them to do. How do I, you know, maybe it didn't work for them. Maybe he didn't tell them to do that. That's not my business anyway. But if he told you and I that this is yours, you're supposed to have this. We're supposed to have a work in Branson. We're supposed to have a work in Sarasota. Then what should we do? We need to go put our feet on it. Come on, are you listening? And take it. Whatever it takes to get it and do it and keep it, will you run into some resistance? And what do you do? Will you run up to some things and you think, man, they have built a giant wall around this deal. How are we going to get in here? Is there a way? God will do supernatural things like drop them walls while you're standing there shouting. Is that right? I don't care how big the giant is, how long he's been there, how hard the iron chariot is, you're going to have to fight. But if you will greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And if God be for us, who? Who can be against us? Hallelujah. Are we little wimpy Christians? No. Do we quit at the first sign of any resistance? No, no, no. 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 We're going to fight. The good fight. Of faith. We're going to lay hold. On eternal life. Where you're also called. And you professed a good profession. Before many witnesses. He goes on to say. I give you charge in the sight of God who quickens all things before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. And in the first part of this series, we talked about that. How do you fight the good fight of faith? A big part of it is with the good confession of faith. Jesus actually fights with his mouth. We studied that. We looked at that. If you skip on down to verse... uh, 17, it says, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. Do you take that personally? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That wasn't everybody. You know how most people read that? They go, yeah, them rich people, they need to take that to heart. (laughs) That means you're not one of them. When the Bible says Jesus was made poor so that you might be made
1: rich.
0: rich. Where does being rich start? It doesn't start in your bank account. We talked about that earlier. Where does it start? Before you're rich outside, you need to be rich on the inside. You're going to prosper and be in health even as your, your soul prospers. You need to lay hold of being rich just like you lay hold of being righteous. Just like you lay hold of being healed. And as soon as you say, yeah, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Are you going to run into any resistance on that? (laughs) Yeah, you are. You go, yeah, I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the healed of the Lord. Are you going to run into any resistance on that? Are there going to be some things tell you, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're a sickly rascal. You just, you're pitiful. You're weak. You got this. You got that. You got the other problems. You got problems. And you can go, yeah, I guess I do. And see, traditional church has taught people to reinforce these ideas. Yeah, we got problems, but that's just, yeah, that's, that's just the way it is. Problem, you think you got problems? Let me tell you about my problems.
1: Well,
0: you're not laying hold of anything. And you say, I am I'm rich in Jesus. That's right. Now you will stir up some controversy. I know I've had people meet me out in the parking lot. I thought they were going to take a swing at me. And you know what they're mad over? That word. R-I-C-H. They were fighting mad because I kept saying rich, rich, rich. (laughs) Man, it made them so mad. They brought, they blustered and bristled. And I said, now, which verse is it that you didn't like? They said, what? I said, those are verses. Verses. Well, it's just, it's just, it's just, I don't like it. It's not, it's not what I believe. I said, well, which verse, which verse don't you believe? Are there any verses that have RICH in them that talk about rich? Yes. Well, are you going to believe it? Are you going to lay hold of it? He was made poor. That's right Did he take your infirmities and bear your sicknesses and carry your pains so you could be healed. Healed was the chastisement of his peace on him. So you could have peace. Did he become sin with your sin so you could be made righteous? Was he made poor so you could be rich? Come on, is it true or not? Now you can walk by sight and you can go, yeah, but I ain't. I'm not righteous. No, I know I'm not. I know I'm not. Do you say so? You can say I'm not healed. I'm not going to say I'm healed. And I know I'm not healed. You're going to walk by sight. You're not going to believe what he said. You're not going to lay hold of what he bought and paid for. I'm poor. I know it. we poor but we're proud. <laughs> well God will deliver you from both conditions. That's right. Won't he? He will. He will yeah. If you will let him. Right. But you're going to have to lay hold of it. And say I don't care what I've done I don't care how I feel I am the righteousness of God in Christ he said so I am I'm laying hold of it nothing can wrestle it out of my hands I don't care how I feel I am healed of the Lord I am the healed of the Lord oh somebody needs to say I am I am the healed of the Lord I am I am And I don't care what my finances look like. I don't care what kind of things I'm facing. I am rich. He has made me rich. Rich. He's made me rich. And when that gets real on the inside of you. It's going to begin working on the outside of you. Causing things to conform to that. Because the word is more powerful. Than everything round about us. He said verse 18, that they do good, that they be rich, rich. Did I say rich? Rich. So we got rich and richly and rich. (laughs) And that's just in these two verses. Rich is a Bible word. Yes Yes, it is. Oh, the devil does not want you rich. If there's one thing he hates worse than a Christian, it's a rich Christian. (laughs) As far as he's concerned, that's about as bad as it gets. Why? Because rich Christians can get their message out. Rich Christians can be a greater influence for God in the earth. Because in this world, money matters. (laughs) Verse 18, that they be good. Do good and rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for who? For themselves, a good foundation against the time to come that they may do what? Do what? There it is again. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Hallelujah. Go with me, please, to the book of Peter. 1 Peter 5. Last week, we talked about how to lose the fight of faith. (laughs) Some say, I don't want to know that. Yeah, you do. Then so you don't do it. Folks are losing the fight of faith and not realizing what they're doing. Peter lost a fight of faith. We, We looked at it. We studied it. He was confident that he had the faith to stand by Jesus no matter what. Jesus told him, he warned him that uh, they were going to come, things were going to happen. He's going to be betrayed, scourged, crucified. And uh, Peter piped up and all of them said, well, we're not leaving you. We won't leave you. He said, yeah, all of you is going to leave me. And boy, Peter got vocal. He said, no, sir. No, no. I don't care if all them leave you. I will not leave you. I will die with you. And Jesus looked him in the eye and said, before the rooster crows tomorrow, that's just a few hours, you will have denied that you even know me three times. And you know what Peter say? You're wrong. Nuh-uh. No, I won't. And I had this passage in my uh, notes from that message, what was it, last week? And on the way home, Phyllis and I talked about it. And I want to share with you something she brought up that is outstanding. First Peter 5, are you there? First Peter 5 and 5. Now this is first what? <laughs> Who are we talking about just now? And this is first Peter. We, we know this is the Holy Spirit inspiring him, but the Holy Spirit is talking through who right here? Amen. Peter. The same Peter that denied the Lord. That told the Lord, no, I, I will never do it. This is what he says some years later after that incident. He says, likewise, you younger submit yourselves to the elder Yea, all of you be subject to one another and be clothed with humility. Mm-hmm. When did Peter learn anything about humility? <laughs> Phyllis said to me on the way home from church last Sunday, she said, Had you thought about it? She said, Maybe you did. But that Peter was thinking about that time when he betrayed the Lord in this writing right here in 1 Peter 5. And I had it in my notes to talk about. But I said... No, not just like that, but in looking at it, you can see it. Wait till we read the rest of it here. Now we know it's the Holy Spirit, but it's Peter too, right? It's coming through him. The Holy Spirit's using what's happened to him. What's he talking about? Humility. Could Peter have used some more humility when the Lord told him <laughs> You're about to deny me. And yet he just kept adamantly, basically telling the Lord, no, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) He said, all of you, be clothed with humility for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. What did Peter need? He didn't even know how much he was going to need in just a few hours. The grace of God, which is the help of God, the strength of God. Everything that God gives is his grace. He gives his grace to who? Keep going. Verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. What does Peter know about that? Jesus is the one that told him. The devil's after you, boy. Didn't he say that? He wants to sift you like wheat. Can you see what Phyllis was talking about? Oh, it's here. It's all through here. And no, I hadn't seen it like that. Thank the Lord for that good woman that he's given. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary of the devil as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may. Don't you like that word M-A-Y right there? What does that mean whom he may devour? Obviously there are some he may and there's some he may not. Which one you want to be? Come on, which one you want to be? (laughs) Well now on that occasion did the devil like a lion get him yes. chew him up, mm-hmm. devour him separate him from his faith yeah. yeah in a few hours he's out there cursing saying, I don't know who you told what you talking about I don't know who I don't know him I told you I don't know him. Would you shut up? I told you already. I don't know him and a few hours later, Jesus looked at him and he's crying like a baby. Has he lost a battle?
1: Yes.
0: He lost a battle. Did the devil chew him up? Yeah. and what's he telling us to do about it? By the Spirit of God on the other side of this. Now, let's talk about the other side of this. Was it the end of Peter? No. Oh I said, was it the end of Peter? Did Peter get knocked down? Did he get spanked, as we might say? Did he he get beat? He did. He lost a fight, but not the war. There's a lot of Christians who've lost a faith fight. That didn't mean God failed you. God didn't fail you. You lost a fight. It's not his fault you lost a fight. I said it's not God's fault you lost a fight. But... Just because you lost a fight don't mean it's all over either. Did Peter come back from this? Oh, did he come back? Did he have a real comeback? Yes, he did. And did he make the devil wish he had never messed with him? Come on, can you see that? He's a broken man standing out there crying. How could he have done it? Stand out there and curse and deny he even knows him? When he stood up there and bragged in front of everybody how he'd die for him, how quick he folded, and then when you know Jesus after he's risen from the dead, you remember that uh, little conversation they had about Peter, do you love me? <laughs> what do you think's going on there? He <laughs> asked him the question how many times? <laughs> how many times did Peter deny him? <laughs> Can you hear some some new? humility in Peter's voice this third time when the Lord says Peter do you love me what do you say no. you know <laughs> not I'm telling you I, do. I, time, I do Lord you know in other words if you say I don't then I guess I don't <laughs> but I think I do <laughs> right <laughs> come on are you with me some humility some humility And did he get some grace? Did he get some grace to come back? And next time we see him on the day of Pentecost, oh, hallelujah, he's standing out there anointed of God, preaching like a house of fire, and thousands get saved on one day. Is that a comeback or is that a comeback? You might have lost a faith fight, but that's not the end. I said, that's not the end. In fact, you can come back so strong, you can make the devil wish he had never messed with you. Just left you alone in the first place. <laughs> Keep reading. He said, be sober, be on the watch, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, and what do you need to do? He's already talked about you need to have some humility. What do you need to do? Verse 9, whom resist? steadfast in the faith. Does that sound like fighting the good fight of faith? Resist the devil steadfast in the faith. Why? He's your opponent. He's your adversary. It's not God. God's not our problem. We're not having to twist God's arm and talk him into blessing us. We're not having to try to put pressure on God to get him to do something for us. He's already bought it and paid for it and given it to us. Who's the problem? The enemy will try to keep us out of it and hinder us. He's the hinderer and the accuser and the liar and the deceiver. And you have to resist what he's saying and doing with you. And you can't just do it for a little while and then fold and quit. You've got to do it steadfastly. You've got to just do it and keep on doing it and keep on doing it. Keep on doing what? Resisting. Standing against. Resisting the enemy. Can you see this, friends? The NIV says, resist him standing firm in the faith. The complete English says, but you must resist the devil and stay strong in your faith. Now, two things that he emphasizes that the Spirit of God through Peter emphasizes. And yes, I believe it harkens right back to that experience that he had, among other things. One is don't be arrogant and prideful about where your faith is. Peter thought his faith was at a place where it wasn't. Just like an athlete or a fighter thinking they're at a level of condition that they're not. How many understand if somebody is a top fighter and there's a fight coming up, what should you be doing? Getting ready for that fight. And because that, you know, at this level, that guy's not just going to be a pushover. And how many know you understand you're foolish to underestimate your opponent?
1: Right.
0: Right. To say, oh, I can take him. Give me three or more of them pizzas and a coconut pie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. I'll get him. I'll knock him out the first round. I'll knock him out the first round. Laying on the couch. gain 20 pounds. <laughs> That's overestimating your ability to fight, and it's underestimating what the fight's going to be like. And Peter did that. Peter did that. He underestimated what he was about to face, didn't he? And he overestimated his own faith. He's like, I got this. I got this. I'm telling you. I will be there. I will be there, like the rock of Gibraltar, brother. I will be there. I will have your back, Jesus. I will die. I will go down in flames with you, brother. I will. And and, and he meant it, because when the blades came out, what did he do? He whipped his out too. He's and, and I don't know how good he was, cause he he cut a guy's ear off, and that's, <laughs> I think he was trying to kill him. And, And all he did was clip him. He's a fisherman, okay? He's a fisherman. (laughs) But he wasn't ready for what was going to happen when Jesus said, put up your sword. This cup my father's given me, shall I not drink it? And he let them take him. All the apostles' mouths just fell open. They thought, no way. No way. And then they drug him and they they slapped him and they hit him and they thought they never imagined the Lord would let that happen. And so immediately the enemy comes in like a flood going what about it? What about it? What about your Messiah now? Look at him. You're wrong. He's just a man. There's nothing here. You've been deluded. All these thoughts are swirling. Mm -hmm. Come on, tell me what it's time, what is it time to do? What is it time to do? You better fight. Why? Because you are being attacked. Your faith is being assaulted with all of these thoughts and these feelings and it's time for you to spring to action and say no. I know in whom I've believed. I know him. I know him. And I I don't care what I'm seeing and hearing and there's got to be something going on here that I just don't understand but I will trust him no matter what. But that's not what happened. Peter was shaken because his faith wasn't nearly as strong as he thought it was. How will you find out how strong your faith is? Only one way. When it is challenged. Anybody can sit up in church with a nice hairdo and good organ music.
1: <laughs>
0: and go, oh yes. I'm a believer. <laughs> that's not the fight. I said, that's not the fight. It's when your faith is attacked. It's when all of these thoughts and feelings are assaulting you that what you said you believed is not true. And what God told you would happen is not going to happen. No way, no how, it's never going to happen. That's when it's time to fight. I said, that's when it's time to fight. Romans 12, 3, he said, I say through the grace given to me not to every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, or actually the article V is not there. It's a measure of faith, you could say. Don't think more highly of yourself. Is that what, we're, is that what Peter did concerning his faith? Yeah. Yeah. Can you see what he's talking about? You need to think soberly, realistically, according to where you are. We need to be in training. If we're not in a fight. You better be getting ready for one. Because it's coming. No I just want to. I made a deal with the devil.
1: Yeah.
0: I won't bother you. And you don't bother me. Okay. He'll go sure. <laughs> and as soon as you turn your back. He's going to nail you. If you're not in a fight. You need to be getting ready for fight, and I commend you for being in church this morning. Because that's what we're doing. Yeah. Come on, that's, that's that's what we're doing. Come on, are y'all, listen to. That's that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> so that when it comes up, you don't go, huh? What I ever do to you? I, I don't want to fight. I don't want. Please, please quit. Please stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. You're going down. We're overcomers. We're more than conquerors. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We're supposed to go, even if we get hit, we we weren't paying attention. Boom! Our nose is where our feet were a few minutes ago. What's it time to do? Get up. Wipe off your nose. And go, is that it? Is that all you got? Come on. Come on. Let's do this. (laughs) <laughs> right <Yes. laughs> is that's what you're supposed to do spiritually every time you're not supposed to fold you're not supposed to whine you're supposed to fight yes. somebody say fight. fight the good fight, good fight. of faith, faith. Hallelujah. hallelujah fight the good fight fight the good fight second 2 Corinthians the second chapter. Oh, hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Who does what? All Gives God. us the victory. Yes. Sounds yes. like we win. Always causes us a triumph. Yes. Sounds like we win. Yes. But you got to fight. Second Corinthians 2.11 says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his devices. If we listen to the Lord, we will understand where he's going to come from. If you know you're going to fight somebody, I, I used to do some sport fighting years ago. And if you know you're going to fight somebody, you want to learn how they fight. And we'd talk. I mean, we, we'd we go to tournaments and, and we would talk about you're going to fight so-and-so. Yeah, watch out for that left uh, hook. (laughs) Watch out for that right front kick. Watch out for this. Why? Because we're not ignorant of the way he works, the way he comes at you. And so then you're watching for it. And when he goes to launch it, you go, I I got your number, buddy. No, didn't touch me, did you? Come on. (laughs) Is that right? Can you be that way with the enemy? Yeah. The enemy's been planning, scheming this thing on you for months. And then, bow, he drops it and you see it coming. And you step to the side and go, whoa, there you go. All right. Uh-huh. Thought I wasn't paying attention, didn't you? Yeah, I've been going to church. I've been reading my chapter. <laughs> Woo. 2 Corinthians 10, 3. Let's talk about technique. Let's talk about exactly how he throws these punches, these jabs, these fiery darts. Cause this is not just a hand fight. This is hardware involved. We're going to talk about this later if the Lord helps us. It's why you need some armor. Don't you? You don't need armor if you're going to a party. (laughs) A picnic, right? (laughs) Why do you need armor? Why do you need a helmet? Why do you need a breastplate? Why do you need a shield? Why do you need all that? Because somebody's going to be shooting at you. You don't need any of that if nobody's going to, not going to be shooting at you or trying to spear you or stab you. Right. Is that right? Yes. There's going to be times when somebody's going to holler, incoming! Right. <laughs> yeah. Incoming! Yeah, right. And we need to be covered. We need to be protected. Yeah. We need to be prepared. We need to know how to respond yeah. and stand and resist. And having done all to stand, stand and resist steadfast in the faith and win. Somebody say win. Win every battle. He said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. It's not a flesh fight. It's not a slap fight. It's not a physical fist fight. Verse 4. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshy. They're not natural. It's not a natural fight. But we do have weapons. We do have armor. We do have weapons. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now we're getting insight into how the enemy attacks us. Verse 5. Casting down. What do you have to repel and knock down? What? What? imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every what? Thought Thought to the obedience of Christ. This is how the devil fights. He's very subtle. He wants you to not even know where that thought came from so that you don't even raise your shield. He wants you to be clueless about where that feeling and that imagination, that suggestion is coming from. When actually it's a fiery dart aimed for your vitals. And the only way it's not going to penetrate you and hurt you is if there's something to repel it. Is that right? Something to resist it, deflect it, knock it off. He works exactly the same way. He worked in the garden with Adam and Eve. How do you lose the faith fight? By losing your faith. If you lose your faith, you lose the fight. How did you get your faith? How'd you get your faith? Faith comes by hearing the anointed. Word. If you look up other translations, you'll see that meaning is there. The word of the anointed one. Hearing the anointed word. You lose your faith by the same principle you gain your faith. You got your faith by hearing the right thing and the anointed thing. How would you lose your faith? By hearing the wrong thing, the lie. The deception. Now, buddy, that was worth you coming to church for this morning right here. I didn't dream that up. The Lord gave that to me. Hallelujah. I know he did. What happened? Did Adam and Eve have faith in God from the beginning of the creation? Did they trust God? Did they love God? Did they know God? Had they ever heard from God? He came down and communed with them on a regular basis, right? I guess every day. How did they lose their faith? They're not confused. The first time he asked Eve about the command of God, she rattled it off just like that. They know. What was their mistake? Standing out there, listening, letting him reason with her Adam standing by doing nothing watching and listening to all this too. has God said no you won't die die I mean what is dying anyway? he knew they didn't know he didn't know what that was. they didn't know what dying was they had no clue. you won't die. What it is, if you eat this and take this, if you disobey God and rebel against him and listen to me. (laughs) Of course, he didn't say all that, now did he? (laughs) You will be like gods. Knowing good and evil. What's he saying? No, this is not going to be the end of you and destruction of you. God just don't want you to have this because this will put you on an equal footing with him. And he wants to keep you down here. Did they lose their faith in trust in God? Obviously. They'd have never done it if they hadn't turned loose of their faith. If they had totally trusted what he told them, if they'd have totally believed in him, they couldn't have done that. Did they lose the fight of faith that day? Did they realize they were being attacked? Not like they should have been. Did they overestimate their ability to deal with the enemy's reasoning? Yes. Don't make the same mistake. Let me tell you what do. Bob and weave. <laughs> what do you What do I mean? Bob and weave and use the Joseph technique. Joseph technique. Someone said, That don't sound like fighting. Yes, it is. Yes, sometimes in order to fight, you got to (laughs) run. In this fight, what, what was going on with Joseph? Potiphar's wife. She'd been hitting on him for months. Joseph, can you come look at the faucet? Joseph. Joseph, can you fix my sandal? Joseph. Joseph. She's been hitting on him for months. And now she has set it up. Nobody's in the house. Nobody's around. Joseph. And he comes by and she's not dressed properly. She is trying to seduce him. And she says, Joe, just sit down here on the bed just for a minute. I want to talk to you and ask you about something. And, and Joseph says, I can't stay. I can't. I can't stay. He said, no, you have to stay. Stay here. Listen to me. And she got a hold of his coat. He's coming out of the coat. He says, no, I can't. I can't stay. No, he said, I can't stay. He, he, he left. He ran right out of his coat. Didn't he? He ran right out of it. He said, well, yeah, you can keep that. He's gone.
1: <laughs>
0: Why? Because he knows he's a young man. He's got eyes. Potiphar's wife is a looker. <laughs> She's pretty. He can't can't play with this. Humility doesn't overestimate your ability to deal with temptation. See, it's pride to think, oh, I can listen to that. That won't bother me. I can handle that. The devil says, yeah, just stand right there. (laughs) When you need to be bobbing, you need to be (laughs) weaving, you you need to be running. (laughs) You need to be saying, I'm not listening to this. I'm not listening to this. I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm not listening to this. I do not need to hear this. What do you mean you don't need to hear this? Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God that you are righteous, you are healed. Come on, you are prosperous, you are rich, you are blessed, you are free anything, somebody say anything, Amen. anything that tries to tell you you're not. You need to shut it off. I don't care if it's grandma or Aunt Susie. You say, ain't Sue, I'm sorry, but I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah, look, there's the kitty. I need to go check on something. There's, there's the puppy. I when you're in the middle of a fight, There's some things you cannot afford to listen to because the enemy's trying to get those thoughts and feelings to you. And if he can't just get them to you directly, he'll try to get them to you through people close to you. And he'll count on because you love them that you'll let it happen. And and they, they may be innocent. They may not even know what they're doing, but that still doesn't change the fact that you're in a fight. And a lot of times life and death is in the balance here. You cannot just sit there and listen to the enemy and think about the bad report and think about the symptoms and think about what happened to Uncle Joe and why didn't sister so-and-so get healed and what about this and what about that? These are, you're being punched, you're being fired on. These things are coming against your mind, coming against you, coming against you, coming against you and you must not just sit there and listen and think because it's the same as just being pummeled. You're sitting there in the chair, and you're just being punched, and these evil spirits are just wailing on you, and you're, you're just going, "Oh, I know This is just awful. It's just awful. It's just awful." It's just awful. It's just, get up! Quit! Quit! Get up! Bob and weave! Get move! Run! Get out of there! Get your armor on! Put your helmet on! Come on, are you listening? I'm saved. Put your blessed plate on. I'm righteous. Come on, are y'all listening to me? Put your belt on. The truth, hallelujah, about all of these things that makes you free and holds it all together. And every time, here's coming a fiery dart this is not true, you're not, you're not going to get, it's never going to work. Bring up that door size shield of faith and say, yes, I will. Hallelujah. And it'll go, ping. Yes, I will. Yes, it is. Are we in a fight of faith every day of our life about something? I want you to listen to this in 2 Timothy 2. 2 Timothy 2. I'm almost done, but you got time for this. If you're in training, I say fifty more. Fifty more.
1: Yeah.
0: Come on, keep them. Hand, did I say keep them hands up? Yeah. Keep those hands up. Right. <laughs> keep that shield up. Keep keep shi- shields up. Come on, help me out. Shields up. Shields, shields up. up. Shields up. Shields up. Shields up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How many know if it's in a battle? And you got your shield over there, laying by the tree, <laughs> just hanging out, just chilling. <laughs> Here comes some arrows. Where's my shield? Get my shield! Get my shield! Keep it up. Keep up your faith. Second Timothy two eighteen. I want you to see how some. We talked about Peter lost the fight of faith. How do you lose the good faith fight? By losing your faith. How do you lose your faith? How'd you get your faith? You got your faith by hearing the anointed word. How do you lose your faith? By listening to the lies of the devil. Listening to the wrong thing. Beware of listening to the wrong thing. But don't overestimate your strength of your faith and think, oh, I can listen to this. I'm, I'm not going to believe it. I can hear this. What, what was Eve doing out there? Did she think she could handle the devil? I'll listen to this. I'll see what's going on here. Big mistake to let him take a shot at you. Right? Don't let him take a shot. Don't overestimate your faith. You can't afford, I can't afford to hear something contrary to the word of God. Cut it off. Shut it out. Right? And get your shield up. It says, concerning the truth, these individuals, will back up to verse 17, let's read that too. How about 16? Shun profane and vain babblings, is that what we're talking about? They will increase into more ungodliness. Their word will eat as doth a cancer. Are there words and thoughts and ideas that are as dangerous to you as the worst poison? as a deadly disease. Of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus. You can see now these two individuals were instruments of the enemy. And there was an attack against the Christians at this place. And it came through these people. I don't know if they call themselves preachers or ministers. But concerning the truth they have erred saying that the resurrection is passed already. They were preaching a doctrine, a message that the resurrection has already happened. They were preaching a form of dispensationalism. Saying, no, we're not in this dispensation. That's another dispensation. We're in this now. Actually, the resurrection has already happened and we're into this. And there were people who listened to that. And it's wrong. It's error. They listened to it. They received it. They believed it. And what happened? And overthrow the faith of some. Did they lose their faith? They should have been standing in faith that Jesus is coming soon. Is that right? And the resurrection's in front of us. But because of listening to wrong preaching, they turned loose of that faith, which is exactly what the enemy wanted to do. And they lost their faith. And if you believe the wrong thing, you know what comes next? Well, if I've already missed the resurrection, if I've already missed the rapture, and resurrection, what difference does it make how I live? What I do. Is it true? No. But if you believe it, Will it affect the way you live and what you do and what you don't do? And you look right and left. People doing the things that they're doing is because they're believing lies and, and they lost their faith. And so they're depressed and dejected and hopeless. And it's not because it's true. It's because they believe lies. That lie came in like a fiery dart and they were exposed and uncovered and it penetrated them. And they believed it and they lost their faith. When what could have happened? Come on, help me. Help me. What could have happened? Ephesians 6. I'm closing with this. Ephesians 6. 10. Ephesians 6. 10. Finally, my brethren. Whine and cry. And ask everybody to pray for you. What? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And do what? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand stand against what? Trickiness. Deceptiveness. Subtleties. Wiles of the devil. Do what? Come on. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, but not flesh, not carnal, not natural. Keep going. Take the whole armor of God That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all. What would be the evil day? What is the attack? You're being bombarded. With wrong thoughts. And feelings. And lies. Trying to get you to believe something that will cause you to lose your faith. But what do you do? You take the whole armor of God. You stand with your loins. Gird about with you. Come on everybody stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Put that big belt buckle on. Come on lock her around. Truth. And then you do what? Put on the breastplate. Goes over your head. And got this whole thing covering your chest here. Fastens to the belt of truth. Okay, you got it on? What else? What do we do? Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Put them great big battle boots on. Poop. Oh yeah, I made you about three inches higher now. Krunk, krunk, clunk. clunk, clunk. These are, how many of these are some serious boots? Are these some serious, serious boots? Gospel boots. Somebody say, I got my gospel boots on. Gospel boots on. You know what you do with boots? These boots were made for walking. <laughs> go into, go, go into all the world and do what? Proclaim this good news. Is that right? Keep going. Above all, don't forget this piece. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Do you need, this is, this is what you fight with. The shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench. Some. You know, you deflect a few, some of them hit. All the fiery darts of the wicked. It's not going to happen for you. Shield up, shield up. Boom. It's not true. It's not really true. It's not really true. Boom, boom. Right? It is true. It is true. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the heel of the Lord. I am the rich of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Come on, let's lift our hands and thank the Lord. Father, we praise you. Lord, we give you glory. We magnify and glorify your holy name. How wonderful you are. How good you are. How glorious our victory in Christ. Thank you for giving us everything we need to overcome every onslaught, every attack of the enemy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The first battle you need to win is the one in believing that Jesus is your Savior. Oh, the world's full of the lies of the devil. There is no God. Yes, there is. Jesus is just a man. He's more. He died, and that's the end. He died a long time. No, he's raised from the dead. This is the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah but you have to make up your mind whether you will let these lies penetrate you and rob you of all your faith or whether you will overcome them and be a believer a true believer everybody say it here in the house watching by internet said out loud I confess confess, God is real real. he is the creator creator of of the heavens and the earth and of me and he, and he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross, to on the cross pay, for my sins. pay for my sins. And he raised him from the dead. And he, and dead. he, is, alive right he is alive right now, King of kings, King of kings, King of kings and, Lord of and Lord of lords. I refuse to believe, I refuse to believe any, lies any lies that, themselves that exalt themselves against, against, this against this or contradict this truth. I say say, Jesus Jesus is Lord Lord. and he's my Lord Lord. Hallelujah. hallelujah oh thank you Lord thank you Lord I am the saved of the Lord I am the righteousness I am the healed of the Lord I am the blessed of the Lord I am the protected of the Lord I am provided by the Lord oh thank you Lord